Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, my name is Mike Goldman, and welcome to On The Mic today on the show. Stand-up comedian Cameron James, touring Australia for the last eight years, currently in Brisbane at the Brisbane International Comedy Festival. And you might have seen him in shows like The Feed or doing his podcast or hanging out with his mate Becky Lucas. And right now, he is popping my cherry here at my brand new (laughs) studio in Brisbane, Kung Fu Studios. I don't know. I haven't really named it yet. Ladies and gentlemen, Cameron James, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, and it's a pleasure to pop your cherry. I've been meaning to pop your cherry for a long time. It, so it, it feels good. Thank you for being gentle. I'm being gentle. I'm being a gentleman. Um, we can hang out afterwards if you like. I so can... you're not just going to shoot through? No, I mean, I'll, I'll stick around for an hour or so. And Will we you can... call me after? Or even like... I'll like text. Tweet me or like a tweet? I'll or like a few tweets like for a, a few weeks and then IG. slowly uh, distance myself hmm. from you. I thought so. Well, that's all we've got time for. <laughs> Hey man, how's the uh, Brisbane Comedy Festival going? Having it's fun? Going, it's going pretty good. It's pretty good. It's actually um, a really great festival. I don't know if you've gone to check out some shows, everybody, mm. but it is largely all at the Brisbane Powerhouse. You know that venue. It's like the coolest venue. Yeah, it's great. They got markets on there today. Jan Powers Farmers Markets, and it's awesome. I actually I was there last weekend, and people are handing out flyers. And yeah, so, have you heard that the Brisbane Comedy Festival's on? <laughs> Are you enjoying your fresh fruit and veggies you just bought? <laughs> it's probably it's the coolest venue in Australia, I reckon. It's mm. just beautiful looking. There's like four or five theatres in there. Mm. Sick. The people are good. The shows are good. I'm having a great time. You're a Sydney boy, but uh-huh. what do you think of Brisbane? Like, it, this place is coming alive. There's so many love new it. restaurants and bars and clubs and the powerhouse is obviously amazing. I love Brizzy. I'm here all the time. I reckon I'm here every, like, um, four months or so. Oh, cool. Come up and do, like, a run of two weeks of gigs. There's a couple of gigs up here. There's the sit-down comedy club in at the Pado Tavern. Yeah, Fideli runs that. Fideli's gig. He's I still do that going, a lot. Man. It rules. He's a comedy institution, that he boy. Is. When's he going to get up and do his own comedy? I don't know. He's funny. Hmm. He's a funny dude. Where else is there in Brisbane to do stand-up? Uh, there is Haya Bar in Fortitude Valley. Oh, That's a right. very cool one, too. I have been there yet. Oh, you got to check out Haya. Hmm. It's on Wednesdays. Very fun. And then I do the Gold Coast. So I'm up here quite a bit. I have a lot of friends that are from here. Mm. Be- obviously, Becky Lucas is a Brisbane girl. Yeah. Um, and so we come up here and do stuff together. There's my other my other mate Henry Stone is from here. There's a lot of a lot of good Brisbane comedians. Mel Buttle, Damien Power, all the <laughs> Mel, greats. Mel, I, I got at my house an Airbnb downstairs. Yeah. And she uh, wrote to me on um, on you know Airbnb on the app, and I go, Oh wow, you're Mel Buttle. Hey, hey, hey man, of course you're welcome to my place. She goes, It's alright, I'll find another place. <laughs> being recognized when she was booking a place really maybe, maybe she saw, saw thought oh that's the guy in big brother he's probably got cameras everywhere she wanted anonymity i do i do yeah. got cameras everywhere can confirm there are cameras in fact there are cameras right here there. right now there. actually just let's check they're on oh, oh, oh. Fuck. oh. That didn't take that with me oh that was cool stuff <laughs> I'm going to leave that in. I reckon you need to. Why not? See, shit goes wrong. That's what happens. Humans have flaws and faults. We're all flawed. I made a career out of my flaws and faults. (laughs) It's still going. What's your biggest fault? Uh, uh, Like, personally? Yeah. uh, It's probably the fact that I have uh, the attention span of a flea. 
What's that? Are you ADD? I, I think so. I think it's from working in radio for many years yeah. where you've got to think of a thousand things at once. You're like, uh-huh. okay, I got to play these ads. You know, I've got to interview that person. I've got to take that phone call. Yeah. I, you know, gonna, the news is coming up. I've got to time everything out. So you're sort of thinking everything at the same time uh-huh. as talking. Mm. And like on television as well, you have the earpiece to the mm-hmm. director and the producer and they're telling you what to say. But at the same time, mm. you're knowing that you've got to throw here or throw there. Maybe, I don't know. But were you like that before? Were, in school and stuff, were you someone who was a bit hyperactive and... Man. Yeah, yeah. Actually, um, I had this weird thing with with Coke, not cocaine as a giver, but Coca Cola. It's like, <laughs> yeah, when I, when I was twelve, I was man, say, where'd was, you grow up? I was racking up in the bathrooms, and uh, I was getting uh, yeah. always getting busted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally private uh, school. Got huh? it from the PE teacher, man. He, he he was driving a Porsche. No one even realized. Um, no, but it's uh, it it was a problem at school because for some reason, if if I got my hands on a can of Coke, mm. I would drink it, and I'm like, mm. whoa, I'd just be doing somersaults. Yeah, and uh, the teachers would be even to the point like, Goldman, you're not allowed to have that. You've got ADD. Yeah, I definitely you have definitely ADD. What's what's do. your what do you think is your worst point? <laughs> um, my biggest flaw is that I care too much, Mike. I would say that's nice. What about your friends, your family, or <laughs> no, about or what myself. people think? <laughs> Narcissism. About, you care about yourself, <laughs> so it's all about you. No, I reckon. Um, what is my biggest flaw? Probably um, too much people pleasing. Hmm. To the detriment of the people closest to me. Oh, okay. How old you know are you now? Mean? 31. Okay. Well, I'm 46. Uh-huh. And trust me, as the years go by, you care less and less about what people <laughs> yeah. think. I've started doing that already. Yeah. I'm noticing that big time. It's like uh, you just start... All the people that you'd be polite to just because you had to, yep. even though you didn't like them or they didn't like you, you just stop doing that. It's start great. Start forming your own opinions and just like, yep, I don't really care what you think. Yeah. This is me. How and you, your, your comedy will just start getting better and better. Oh, well. it feels <laughs> so good when you, the less you care. And especially about an audience. Yeah. I used to want, when I first started comedy, I wanted the audience to come away from every show going like, I really like him. Hmm. I really like him. Now, it's, I don't care if they like me or not. I just want them to laugh. And even if it means they're laughing because they don't, because they disagree with what I'm saying. Hmm. The less you care, the funnier you are. Yeah. And you get up there and you say something and if they clam up about it and you just kind of go, well fuck you i don't give a shit i'm the one talking <laughs> they they tend to laugh at that as well because they're being you know schooled a makes bit. life so much easier and especially mm. with you know, the onslaught of social media and mm. you know someone might be drunk and say something in a tweet that has a little bit of truth and you'd be like oh you take it personally mm. the, the, I, I think the less people people are waking up about about that as well like you mm. see, that book is a testament to it. The subtle art of giving a fuck. Oh, it's yeah. like on the international bestseller list yeah. because people are like, I'm so stressed about everything that's going on in the world. And you see a book mm. like that. Yep. I need to care less. Yeah. And, and maybe, maybe people are caring less. I think people are caring less. I think that's the whole generation right now. The whole uh, zeitgeist is, I, I mean, obviously Donald Trump is the figurehead of it, of putting mm. yourself first mm-hmm. and, caring less about the people around you. It must be helping your comedy having someone like Donald Trump as president <laughs> of the USA. Um, it's a gift that keeps on giving. It's surprisingly, what else can you say about him? Yeah. You know, like everyone's already saying everything about him. There's no other take. Yeah. He's just an asshole. That's mm. all you can say. Um, we've got our own fucked politicians over here that are just as difficult to make fun of, but... Mm. I Some mean, absolute jerks. I mean, you saw How it yesterday. How do these people get in? I don't know. I don't know. I guess it's because it's a smaller pond and you can just... I feel like anyone could be a politician in this country. You yeah. could. <laughs> Would you like uh, to? Well, man, I wouldn't be a politician because I know how tough a job it is. I've mm. got uh, my, my stepdad 
uh, was a federal politician for 30 years, David Joel. And, you know, he's head of so many different portfolios. And it's just a constant fight, not not with the opposition, but actual people in your own party. That's like, the there's, main there's, thing, right? There's different groups in, in the Liberal Party. Yeah. For example, they got a group called the Black Hand What's that, that not a lot of people talk about. What's the Black the Hand? The Black Hand in the Liberal Party, I don't know if it still exists, but it was a group of Liberal Party members that would have basically a dinner once every month or six months and mm. they'd just bag the shit out of everyone else in their party and say how that they're... Right. They're calling themselves the Black Hand. It's obviously, yeah. obviously how they're running things and moving yeah, things yeah, yeah. with the Black Hand. But I think it was <laughs> it was generally a piss up just to sort of, of course. bag all the other assholes in the party. that they had. A lot of politicians... In uh, in Canberra, I can talk mm. about this now because my stepdad's not around. I'm sure mm. he doesn't doesn't care. But a lot of politicians in Canberra, they all put in their money that they get to to have accommodation in Canberra, and they have share houses. I've heard about this. Uh, yeah, and and yeah. like one of them will live upstairs in the mm. attic, and another one has got the basement, and they all mm. meet at the breakfast table. I think there's a show in that. Yeah, <laughs> the share house, <laughs> but it's all federal politicians because they're coming from all different parts of Australia, and they only meet like when Parliament's sitting. I don't know how often it is, once a month, once every couple of months. Yeah. And the shit that must go on in those houses <laughs> would be gold. It'd be like the Big Brother house. It could be. Maybe that's the direction I'm, I'm thinking. What about you? Would you ever go into politics? Um, would I ever go into it? No, no, no. I spend most of my days, because uh, I work on that show, The Feed on mm. SBS, which is you know political satire, making fun of politicians. Mm. Um, so I could never be one now. That's think. a great show. Now, why don't SBS promote that show more? Dan Illich was on it years ago. Yes. Like some of the Mark stuff. Fennell, they, Jan Fran, Michael Hing, Laura Murphy. It's, it's a great bunch of people. Um, and it's there's no youth news, current affairs related shit anywhere mm. else. It's the mm. only show that does it. The project is in a similar vein, but it's Channel 10. But this is like for people under 30. I think the project's... Probably about 80, 90% straight and then 10% mm. comedy. Yeah. They've yeah. always got someone on the end, like Tommy Little, is it? Yeah, Tommy Little. He's there, there for the Hellier gags and then the rest of We're so serious. A little bit of Tommy, it's more serious. Bit of Tommy. Yeah. He's great though. I love him. You work with him? Oh, I know Tommy. Yeah, yeah. I know Tommy well. You know He's all, great. all you comedians. You're Everyone all knows buddies. each other. It's all a small scene. What's but... your favorite sketch you've done on the feed? Oh, man. We did one. Uh, I always end up getting roped into, just for the record, I'm the only. Um, white guy on the show it's a very diverse show <laughs> okay. so i pretty much only get roped in to play um white liberal politicians mm. um and it's fun i think sbs took you on because they thought okay we've got a yellow guy we've got a black guy we need a red guy <laughs> so maybe the red that, that's that's a new this yeah <laughs> i think it might be um no, it's more brown it's you're, the... not, you're not complete ginger no i'd say um I'd say I've gone through the cycle of what my hair color is. I've gone yeah. through. It's auburn. It's copper. I'm now leaning more towards a, a burnt strawberry blonde. That's mm. what I'm leaning towards right now. And, and do, you, do you have to fight for burnt strawberry blonde rights? Is that who you identify as? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm trying to get a parade sorted. I'm trying to get some action online. No one's really biting. No one's really biting. Because you could get like government grants and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, it could work out say, really well uh, for you. And SBS will give you your own show. I'm the most diverse person on that show. Um, because I'm the only redhead. So yeah. Um, I always end up having to play like, um, like your dumb, your basic dumb liberal politician. <laughs> so do you reckon when they were figuring out, okay, who else we need, who are we going to put on here? We need, we need a, uh, a, a white guy that we can take the piss out of. Basically. That's it. That's good. Well, you, you're doing a brilliant job. And I it. have, <laughs> I pretty much play every liberal politician as if it's David Brent in the office, just a <laughs> clueless, 
loudmouth idiot. It's very fun to do. I have like you seen uh, Ricky Gervais' new show, Afterlife? Not yet. Have you? My God. Is it good? It is funny as fuck, really? man. He, it's He's basically back. about this guy. His wife's just died and she was everything to him. And he just decided that he's just going to call everything like it is. You know, Ricky yeah. Gervais got a pretty sharp tongue. He already anyway. does that. Yeah, like in it's real life. it's basically he set up a show yeah. as an excuse for him to say the worst, most horrible things he possibly could. Lots of C bombs. Yeah. Lots of there's a little kid calling him a pedo outside of school, uh, and he goes, yeah. "Well, I wouldn't be choosing you, little fat ginger haired kid, <laughs> even if I was. So you got nothing to worry about." It's just like you're like, "What?" It's so shocking. That's what I'm worried about, though. I was when I heard the the premise, I started thinking, "Is it just Ricky Gervais giving himself a bit of an excuse to say cunty stuff? Like, mm. is he?" Because he does that anyway. Yeah, but how, now how far does it, can he go with it? Is, is it getting show, old? Is it because he's in the show his wife's died? Mm. So we have that built-in feeling of emotion for him. Is mm. that it? So when, yeah. when he's being rude the whole time, you're kind of like, well, his wife just died. Yeah. But that's not what his real-life situation is. Yeah. He's just like a rich guy <laughs> who yeah. still says asshole things to people. Walking around, bagging the hell out of anyone. <laughs> It feels like he's just built in this little mechanism for us all to feel sorry for him. But mm. having said that, I will probably watch it. So you've been touring around for eight years doing uh, your stand-up. Mm. Uh, whereabouts do you reckon you've got your, your best bites? Like, wh- where's your favourite crowds in Australia? Is it Sydney or is it Melbourne because they have the, the biggest comedy festival in the Southern Hemisphere? Um, no, I would say, I mean, they're pretty they're pretty good all around the country. But I reckon Sydney's probably easiest for me because I live there. So. Yeah. I'm gigging around there like every night. So maybe people who go to comedy know me a bit more because mm-hmm. they see me most nights of the week. So that's pretty good. I've got a lot of goodwill in that city. Brisbane is a lot of fun. I love the audiences here. Yeah. Melbourne, good shows, but the audiences are fucking... They've seen too much good comedy. Uh, okay. And they're a little bit like... Yeah, we know what good Too comedy is. Too much of it shoved down your throat. Yeah, they're like... They're all like full-on like, yeah, comedy yeah, yeah, critics. We get it. We get it. We yeah. know where you're heading with this. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I know what this punchline's going to... Uh, he's going to reverse it in a second and mm. make it about him. I know it. Like, they're all a bit too smug and do you think it pisses me off. Like, people who maybe thought, oh, I'm going to do comedy one day, but I'm just going to keep watching comedians until I understand it. I'm home. convinced that the only people that go to comedy are people who would like to do comedy. Because mm. that's what I did. I went to comedy for years... Watching the show, going like, oh, that guy's not funny. This fucking mm. sucks. That's why I Until think I started doing it. <laughs> comedians who start talking to the crowd yeah. and making them the stars a bit, it yeah. kind, of, kind of wins them over. Yeah, big time. And, and then they just pick on one guy that's a complete asshole. And everyone's like, yeah. It's so dodgy. I, feel, I always feel bad about it because, you know, you get up at the start of a show and you're kind of like, hey, guys, let's all be in a good spirit. I'm not going to make fun of everyone, blah, blah, blah. And then you start talking to someone and then a minute into it, you're like, you fucking suck, man. Your, your shirt sucks. Look at you. And everyone's laughing. And you're like, you've tricked them. You're just like, oh, I just, I was going to make fun of you, actually. <laughs> you fucking, you fell for it. How do you handle the hecklers? Uh, it's never been so bad, you know. Like, no one, I find most people that heckle are just unfunny. Mm. And the audience lets them know that they suck. That's the trick. You don't need to slam a heckler. You don't mm. need to go, fuck you. You fucking suck, man. You just let them repeat the thing they yelled out again. And then feel the silence in the room. And then they immediately feel embarrassed. And then the audience just tells them to shut up for you. It's fucking easy. Perfect. But, you know, I have had some bad ones. I got heckled. Um, well, this isn't a heckle. This is a troll. You ever get trolls? Oh, yeah. Online all the time. Yeah. All right. So I um, 
I did some stand-up show on the ABC last year and they put clips of it up on Facebook and stuff. They mm-hmm. put like a 30-second clip of everyone up. And there was one of me and one of the comments underneath it was like, ABC has gone to the dogs. This is the least funny shit I've ever seen. It was a really long paragraph. Mm. And then my Facebook page got a message from that same person that was equally as long. This unfunny, the ABC sucks, blah, blah, blah. Mm. I can't believe they put you on there. You're not funny. I clicked on his profile, did a bit of stalking. Turned out it was my Dad. high school principal. No. Oh. <laughs> uh, really? High what? school principal. Why would he do that? I don't know. That's ridiculous. It was crazy. I couldn't believe it. Why, why would your high school principal just decide he's going to bag a student who's actually trying to he make something? He hasn't let go of something. I what don't did know. you do at school? It was so I bad. I don't know. It wasn't that bad. I was like maybe a little bit of a smart ass, but I wasn't that bad. He told you you'd never amount to anything and he was just trying to prove it? You know what? He was actually the opposite. He was always like, you need to focus up. You can um, make something of yourself, that kind of thing. He was very like, wanted me to focus up and be intelligent. Maybe he wanted you to be an architect or a doctor or something and <laughs> yeah. he's, he's disappointed. Maybe. Because maybe he had a bet with all the other teachers thinking that you There'll were actually going to make something of he yourself and been... he didn't, doesn't think a comedian is a decent job. And he's, he's right. He's right. I should have That's done something That's not true, else. man. So the, uh-huh. I know comedians in Australia that you wouldn't even know who they are. I mean, they're, they're doing the comedy circuit. Yeah. They're doing corporate gigs. But they're easily earning over 100 grand a year. There are people that are making crazy amounts of money. Mm. It's wild. I'm not one of them. I work for a public like, broadcaster. There, like there, there, are, there are a few, you know, decent stand-up comedians I know that are doing the comedy circuit yeah. that, you know, they're not, they're not the big names like the Dave Hughes or whatever yeah. who might be charging, you know, 20, 30, 40 grand a, an appearance. But mm. like if some guy's charging, you know, five and 10 and they're doing mm. two or three of those a week. Yeah. It's good bucks. And and they smash it. They, mm. They'll get a... Vince Soretti's a perfect example. Mm. I mean, he's someone who doesn't necessarily do all the comedy festivals like you, but he, he is flat out doing... Mm. Corporate gigs, left, right, and center. It's a whole industry, yeah. the corporate thing. Do you do that? You do MC work and stuff like that? Oh, yeah, I'll MC random stuff around the place. Yep. Uh, I do a lot of charity work for the Charlie yeah. T.O. Foundation. Yep. Uh, we just did a fundraiser in, in Brisbane on mm-hmm. Saturday night. Mm-hmm. I'm an ambassador for them. I uh, just drove a car from London to Mongolia to, to raise money for the foundation and mm. raise awareness for brain cancer and uh, the Shepherd Center as well uh, to help kids uh, listen and speak, deaf kids listen and speak. I do some work for them they're a great organization and um animal welfare league and uh but aside from that i got a, a couple of organizations like i mean rebel rebel sport mm-hmm. i host a lot of uh, in-store sporting events for them and mm-hmm. um facebook got me to host some stuff for them at the uh, the commonwealth games of channel seven so it's sort of you know that kind of stuff it's a bit hard to do at the moment uh because i'm not allowed to travel i'm on the no-fly <laughs> Fly list. Because of the terror attack that you did. <laughs> yeah, terror attack on myself. <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't know, I uh, I did have a bike accident. Someone ran, ran into the back of me and sent me into the into the. So a car bitumen. hit you from the yeah, back? Yeah, and it was a hit and run. They they drove off and I broke, broke four ribs, punctured my lung and broke my collarbone. And I just had an operation on it. Should we show they have a look at that? Yeah. Look at that. Holy crap. There you go. Um, so they put the plate in there and uh, because there's air between my lung and my rib cage, hmm. like a packet of chips expands on the plane when you go up high because of the air pressure. Oh my God. It could make my lung collapse and have a heart attack. So I'm not allowed to fly for at least three months until that dies down. But uh, I've been getting the train and the bus. <laughs> Yeah. You're getting the uh, train to like Sydney and Melbourne and stuff? It's 17 hours on the bus. <laughs> I, I, I could be in Greece. Come on. I could, I could be on holidays in, in oh France. Oh, God. Or I could be in the States. 
That is flying out of control. That long. Um, but I, I Does filmed it, hurt it all. Still, uh, are you feeling? Are you in pain right now? Oh, you know, I am. If I wake up, I'm face down in the middle of the night. Like I, I have to sleep on my back. How do you get moment. rid of an air pocket between your lung and your rib cage? Um, apparently, it just goes away. <laughs> I don't know, it, lung f- condensation or whatever. But the, the doctor said I got to have an MRI in a couple of weeks. The, doc, and, the doctor's like, it'll and, just, that'll just clear well, up. I was going to fly. And my GP, mm. uh, Dr. John, he's a mate of mine. He, uh, he said, guy. Goldman, I know you. He's like, y- you, I know you're going to fly. I uh, did some research for you. Uh, looked at the, the scans and mm. do have this air bubble. If you do fly, it will expand and you could die. So don't do it. And I'm like, you serious? How long for it? He said, I think he said three or four months. Right. Um, but I got a second opinion that suits my lifestyle by going to another doctor. <laughs> and they said, at least wait two months and then do an MRI to see where the bubble you is. You should listen to Dr. John. Dr. Uh, well, he's on holidays at the moment. So, I, so fuck I him. cancel his opinion. So yeah, bad luck, Dr. John. Um, but I, uh, I, news, I have been dude. videoing my, uh, my trips on the bus and the train. Yep. So yep. if you look at my Insta yep. story at Mike Goldman Live at the top, it's uh, got all sorts of random shit that's happening on the. <laughs> the trains are an eye opener, man. They, I catch these, trains in Sydney. These trains, the, the trains in service in Sydney mm. are great, mm. but the ones that are in service for the regional areas that go from Sydney to Brisbane, like I didn't even mm. know that the trains went that far. Mm. They they were first put in service in like 1984, mm. and it's still 1984 on those yeah. trains like Good. it's very very strange like you <laughs> leave people it, are still living in 1984 on the train you, yeah you, you leave it at about uh two or three o'clock in the afternoon and uh. you get in at 4 a.m into brisbane red uh, eye yeah and i got the um i got the first class cabin which you have to share with someone of the same sex Bloody uh, and uh it's 200 bucks one way which is more than the plane but that mm-hmm. basically means you get a bed mm-hmm. uh and you, you i slept for like an hour or two which which you know wasn't so bad in hindsight i probably would have got a chair but they've got a, a dining car i went oh, down yeah. down to the dining car to check out the food and oh my god it is the most disgusting let me guess what they horrible. got there um lamingtons no didn't even have that <laughs> they just had this crappy spaghetti bolognese that's oh, crunchy yeah. Yeah, good. And it's like it's, it's like a big dog turd on top of it, uh-huh. just with crappy spaghetti bolognese they've just put in the microwave. If you order that, <laughs> tin spaghetti probably. And they they give you this ticket. It's it, they come around and see you in first class, and they say we want to make sure you get the meal you want. So do you want the spaghetti bolognese? Do you want the vegetarian lasagna? And I thought oh, that sounds like vegetarian lasagna. Yeah. Took this mangled ticket that had been used about a thousand times. And said, "Hi, oh, the um, the vegetarian lasagna, please." And they go, "Okay, there you go, spaghetti bolognese. Thanks, mate." I mean, no, 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 but the ticket, no, 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 sorry, we don't have that. I'm like, the ticket said, no, nah. bad luck. It's bag bowl or you can fuck off. Basically what they said. And then this guy comes from the, uh, you know, the general public cabin mm. or whatever it is mm. and uh, orders a beer. And the lady says, sorry, that's your fifth beer. You can't have another one. And he's like, well, if I can't have a beer, I'm going to fucking smash the glass and get my own fucking beer. And this other guy had to come out. It was like a full on scene. So... What the hell? He's probably dude? on the no-fly list as well for yeah, other for reasons. Yeah, for different reasons altogether. That's out of control. There's people that were getting off getting off at every stop. It's like twenty stops or something like that mm. uh, from Sydney to Brisbane, and they get off and have a drag of the cigarette because the train would stop for like a minute and a half, mm. and put it out and get back on. It's like a, a group of like five or six people just get off <sighs> one drag, put it out, get back on, get off one dude, drag. That's a movie, mm. a movie of just that seventeen-hour trip. Yeah. You can check it out on it's my like- Instagram. <laughs> there is a movie. And the bus was uh, was a lot worse. 
Actually, speaking of smoking, I, I was trying to figure out why the bus kept stopping. You know how there's rest stops yeah. by the side of the road? I'm like, we're stopping at every fucking rest stop. This mm. is bullshit. We could be in Sydney by now. And I got off. And the reason why I'm stopping the rest stop is because the bus driver wanted to get off and have a fag every of opportunity course. possibly good. And fair enough. He wants to get away from you guys. He's had enough. He's sick of you guys. On the other side of travel, which yeah. is this uh, new scramjet engine that, that's developed at the uh, University of Queensland... They just had a story on the BBC today I saw where they're putting it in this new supersonic plane and it'll take four hours to get from Sydney to London. Oh, okay. So cool. Four hours to Sydney to London or 17 hours on the train to Sydney to <laughs> Brisbane. They should do domestic flights with that jet too. Get somewhere in 20 minutes. I'd be into that. Well, eventually, the, the plane is going to be like the bus when we got those crazy planes. You'll be wanna... like, oh, fuck, do I have to take the plane? What's happening to the teleporter? Yeah, why, why don't we have that? What happened to the future? Why isn't the future here? Yeah, why are there no hoverboards, dude? Why, why don't we have jetpacks? Oh, I was God. promised a jetpack. When, when I was a kid, like 13 or 14, you go mm. to the Easter show and there's a dude flying around in a freaking jetpack. So you're thinking, right, by the time I'm mm. 21, mm. everyone's going to have one of those. You'll have your jetpack license. Boom. You'll be taking girls on dates on the jetpack. It's bullshit. Tandem. Why are we get ripped off? We've been ripped off by all this future stuff we've been promised. What's the what's the only future thing we've got? Our phones, I guess. These are pretty fucking cool. We can watch a video. Alien and technology. Shit. Yeah. Do you reckon that is alien technology? Must be. You reckon? Well, if you watch Alex Jones, apparently <laughs> Which it's, I do. <laughs> it's it's the interdimensional beings that are contacting oh, with the cabal okay. and the people who, okay. who run the world because right. they, they meditate and they talk to these interdimensional beings and they get given the technology so that they have the money to run the world so that they can do evil shit. Do you believe that? Not really, but it's an interesting story. Cool story. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Have you? Do you believe in any of that sort of shit? Any supernatural stuff, aliens, paranormal, any of that stuff? I mean, you, you look at look at the galaxy and and you see all the stars out there, essentially suns, and how many trillions and suns and mm-hmm. universes and galaxies out there. It's hard to believe that there wouldn't be. Do you reckon I they're think. here amongst us? And if they were, do you reckon that they'd mainly focus on giving us phones? Or would they mainly maybe, focus on doing some other shit? Maybe they're, they're giving us the phones so that we can sort of figure out who's doing the wrong shit. Oh, okay, right. You know? Okay, all right. Maybe what about you? I don't know. I've When I was a kid, I was very into those things. I loved alien stories, Bigfoot, Loch Ness, all that kind of shit. I don't really think about it so much anymore. But I got chatting to some guy. Anytime I talk to someone who seems to know about that stuff i can get zoned in on what the fuck they're talking about like if some guy it's always at a party some guy's like rolling a joint or something and he's like Hmm. do you know that the pyramids were built by aliens and i'm like tell me everything tell me what what you've studied yeah (laughs) everything that you got online i need to know it all because you're going to save me hours of research i'm going to sit here with you and finish this joint and listen to your stories about how the aliens uh, built the Sphinx as a clue for us. I am on a, on a couple of WhatsApp groups oh, yeah. with different friends who fully research and fully study that stuff. <laughs> and they always send it's me always, stuff like... It's hey, always study too, like, isn't it? It's a mate like of I'm mine, Gare, uh, he, he uh, keeps sending me 
all of these videos of US Air Force guys that are coming out to talk about the aliens that they saw or the oh, spacecraft yeah. that they saw. And, and he reckons that we are all being shown this stuff because very, very soon, like we're going to be bringing aliens onto the planet or there's going to be an alien invasion of mm. some sort. Or there's a documentary series that I watched on uh, Gaia, which is like another sort of Netflixy app, mm. but it's all about health and well-being, yoga and alien conspiracies and all sorts of crap like that. It's funny and, how they go hand in hand. And, I, and I'm watching it. I'm going, whoa, this is pretty full on. They, what they were saying, and I'll sum it up for you, is that the Nazis um, spoke to the aliens. You're starting during, so strong. Well, during World War II. Okay. And... They got given the uh, the anti gravity technology. They whacked it on the submarines. They flew up into space and they started another civilization on another planet. The Nazis they, did. Yeah, they put a base on the moon. This is summing up this this documentary that's actually on this. Okay, it's done quite well too. Um, I think you can watch it on YouTube. I can't even remember what it's called, but G A I A is is the app. Which okay, I got a trial Nazis version of space. it. Nazis in space. I'm on board. So Nazis in space, and there's there's a whole civilization, not very dissimilar to ours, other than the fact that I guess everyone's probably white. Yep, I'd say so. And uh, and we need to watch out for the alien invasion that's going to be coming from there very very soon. It's a Nazi alien invasion. Yep. That's a huge. You've leap. not heard that one. Oh, I thought it, I was sure. <laughs> That's huge. I was sure. But no, this is legitimately <laughs> a documentary about this. Well, of course, you can make a documentary about anything you believe. What's the what about flat Earth stuff? Do you believe that shit? Of course, like that. Of course, you, you do. Not believe, no, the Earth that's, is clearly that's, flat. That's ridiculous. Like, how? Like, there's people in space looking back, and it's round. <laughs> I know. Like, well, it, it's uh, so funny. I'm, I need to get a flat Earth conspiracy person on this show. I'd to love to explain sit down with it. Some you know, people really believe it. I went to um, I went to Scotland last year. Went to Inverness. You know where the Loch Ness is. I wasn't hunting Nessie, but I did go there <laughs> to visit it. Yeah. And there's a a shop front right in the middle of Inverness called the Flat Earth headquarters what they've got a headquarters they've got a headquarters it's run by one guy hmm. he lives there as well okay um in the shop front so of he course sell t-shirts and stuff or mainly you just go in and he's got all this information all around the walls kind of like what you've got with the kung fu stuff but it's all flat earth proof and then you just go hey um what's going on dude and he just tells you why the earth is flat so i don't know how much rent he's paying but he just sits in this shop all day and anyone who comes in he'll just explain to them why the earth is flat so of course i went in there spent about 25 minutes in there talking to him zoning in on him um and all the evidence that he had was stuff that you could just easily explain away with basic year seven science Hmm. it was all like um if i pour water onto a tennis ball the water just falls off how come like why wouldn't that happen to earth and you go well because of gravity and the earth is spinning and so the water is sticking to the earth. Like there's reasons, I'm pretty sure. But I found it very cool that I had to fly halfway across the globe to find out the world is flat. Mm. So I really enjoyed that. And well, if you... well, like, what, what would he say to the point where you're flying from one part of the earth to the other? Well, he reckons this, right? Is it just the plane or? goes up into the sky. So the airlines are all in on it. plane goes up into the sky and then <laughs> the, the, the plate of earth is swiveled around and then the plane just lands back down where it's supposed to go oh so it's not a ball moving of rock it's like and a plate gas. it's a plate mm. that's swiveling it swivels around oh. also did you know that australia doesn't exist according to flat earthers what that's the big one we're not here they believe that australia is we're... a conspiracy theory oh okay. and that we are all paid actors putting on an accent 
Yeah. Why would we choose this accent? That's why Hemsworth and Hugh Jackman and uh. Kate Blanchett are all doing so well because we're all actors. They're actually Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. We are in on it. <laughs> we're aliens from another planet. We're, we're the Nazi aliens, finally. I love the conspiracy theories. Alex Jones is the poor bugger. He, he's been <laughs> shut down. He's like the, oh, yeah. probably the number one conspiracy guy mm. on the on the web, mm-hmm. or the Lizard most people. most popular at the very least. His show used to be years ago. It used to be all about conspiracies, and then mm. he sort of, you know, dumbed it down and didn't go too far with the conspiracies, and it was just all Trump and politics. Mm. and And I think that's where you know he, he ended up doing quite well. But he, they've taken him down. Like he's off Twitter, mm. he's off YouTube. What off was Facebook. the last big thing he said that was so bad? Um, I mean, you watch the, the four hour Joe Rogan podcast that he, that he did because he was on Joe Rogan probably about a year ago mm. and it went really well. And then Joe had the, one of the bosses of Twitter on mm. and he, he said, so what happened with, uh, Alex Jones? Oh, you know, we took him down for this reason and, and Joe Rogan copped a lot of shit about it. And then they, and, and everything just went to a, went to hell on his show and so mm. many people bagging him for not asking qu- more questions about Alex Jones. Jones even said he wanted to punch Joe Rogan in the face. And then Alex went on the Joe Rogan show recently and they, they mm. talked about everything that happened and they're all friends again. But Alex just went off on a, another tangent, like the, the interdimensional beings thing, mm. you, know, you know, how they, all the people who are really running the planet are communicating with them to, you know, give us technology. Mm. It was just messed up. And, and, and Joe was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. He kept saying, just stop. Let's just break down what you're saying right now. Mm. Some of the stuff that he says is just mind-blowing. If even even one hundredth of it, if it's true, it's just mm. mental stuff. What about you? What's the craziest thing that you've heard? I mean, obviously, it's the lizard people one, right? A lizard. Oh, I love the lizard people. Joe's yeah, all yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah. And da- David Icke. Is that anything? Oh, Icky yeah, Icky. yeah. He's the Icky. He's big the one lizard people guy, conspiracy that. guy. He's been banned from Australia. But that's like one of... Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. I saw that. But that's one of those things where the lizard people thing has been around forever. Mm. How the fuck did that even start? How did people... Where did that come from? Do you know? Have you seen the video of uh, one of the lizard people? Um, apparently, he's transforming his, his facial features or his... His mask or whatever is stuffing up, and he's actually one of Obama's security guards. Oh, great! You look at it online; it's like, hang on a minute, that guy's face is bubbling or something. It's really weird. Great. Yeah, so they're out there. <laughs> but hey, your lung is bubbling, so maybe you're a lizard. Maybe person. I'm a lizard person. Yeah. Um, but there's um, there's a, there's a few uh, a few websites about that. The, the lizard people online. Yeah, that one's out of control. Which is ridiculous. There's more aliens that are apparently here on this planet. Who do you reckon's an alien? If we have aliens that are, that are uh, like in the public eye, mm, Carl Stepanovich. Carl Carl's definitely an alien. Mm. Uh, Koshy, actually, actually most most of the breakfast television people in Australia are aliens, <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially so. Sam Mack. Oh, um, yeah, I think yeah, his yeah. his cat Coco, uh, Miss Coco, is probably a uh, a leader, an okay. alien leader All from right. another planet, All telling right. him what to do every day. It's probably his I comedy writer as well. I buy it. I buy it. Um, I think uh, maybe I reckon the, Rove's an alien. That Rove McManus Rove hasn't aged. He hasn't. Why doesn't he age? Because he's an alien, dude. It's just he gets his. He goes home to his home planet, mm. Rove, Rove, <laughs> Rove, Rove, Rovelia, mm. and he gets his skin reformed to his face, and then he comes back. And Peter Helly is definitely human. He's aged, mm. but um, or or Rove just does Botox like the rest of us. So it could be that. Maybe maybe that could be it. I would never. I would never. Who do you also do you think is an alien? Um, in Australian pop culture or in the real world? Any, anywhere in the world. Any pop culture? Australia. Let's start with Australia. 
Australian aliens. <laughs> there was a documentary called Australians. 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 Um, Fraser Running, dude. Come on. What's going on? He's one of your Nazi evil. aliens from the... He's the Nazi alien. Evil planet. Uh-huh. He has to how, be. How the fuck did that guy get in? Who would vote for him? Well, didn't he get kicked out of One Nation? Maybe he used how alien technology to, to, be? to fake the votes. Probably. If even uh, Pauline Hansen is like, he is too much, then you are too much. I guess him getting in says that there are people out there in Australia who... They're everywhere. There's extreme opinions everywhere on the left and the right, obviously. But Clive Palmer? Clive Palmer. Oh, yeah. Got to be. Got to be. I'd Make Australia that. great again. Yeah. Well, he did such a great job making himself great. <laughs> great. <laughs> Maybe he can make Australia. Australia is great. But if you yeah. um, do you really think Clive has a chance of getting any seats? No. He's, he's a like, joke. Because you've got to follow politics working on shows like The Feed. I do, yeah. And he's spending $50 million. I on, know. On, like, it's more than Liberal and Labor put together yeah. on his campaign funds. He's taken over the majority of the, the billboards that Liberal and Labor could get. Mm-hmm. They're all themselves. through Sydney, the yeah. Australia great ones. But I don't think anyone will ever take him seriously. He's been, he's been a punchline for so long mm. in his career in but politics. That was what everyone said about Trump. True. They said there's no way Trump would get in. He's not going to get any seats. And he is challenging every single seat in the upper and lower house. Mm, right. I thought it was just a few in in the Senate well, or something like that. I mean, but every single seat in the upper and lower. People have been growing incredibly um, like apathetic towards the two parties at the moment. So everyone hates Liberal and Labor. Yeah. They hate the bullshit. And you know, like we're saying, everyone's got their phones. They can search. Okay, is yeah. that true that they're saying? No, nah, it's bullshit. Mm. And, and I think... There's a real lack of trust, as we've seen with the mm. turnover of... PMs in the last few years as well. People are like mm. sick of the inter-party fighting. So who yeah. knows if there's a strong enough personality out there and mm. I hope to God it doesn't happen. But if Clive Palmer is a strong enough personality mm. and enough Australians go, finally someone different, it could happen. His policies are, because uh, I actually did a bit of research. I thought, mm. okay, anytime someone in the Liberal or Labor Party, ScoMo mm. or whatever is asked about him, he, he just says, you know, what, why are we going to talk about Clive Palmer? He should just pay back all the miners that he owns the money to. Mm. And no one talks about it. And I thought, well, what are his policies? What does he want? Mm. So I went on his website and had a look. Great. The fast trains. That was the first thing that really excited me. That's pretty good. But, it, but you know what? A bit of research, pretty pointless. Why are we going to spend $50 billion on trains when we're yeah. going to have faster planes soon anyway? But um, a couple of things that made sense, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, people living in regional areas pay no tax or a lot less tax, which mm-hmm. which what well, they, they do that in the US. Like, you know, places like Minneapolis, they don't pay any tax, they just pay GST. And mm. you know, it's more expensive to live in LA or New York as opposed to Vegas. Mm. Uh, what was the other stuff? Oh, the first home buyers. Mm. First $10,000 of your home loan every year is tax deductible. Okay. You know, if you're a first home buyer, though, helping yeah. those out a bit more. Well, that, those um, are platforms that are very appealing to a lot of yeah. Australians. Especially the tax one. That's where you're going to get people. Mm. But um, fucking hell, he's a gross dude. Yeah. He, I mean, he <laughs> fell asleep in parliament, which which a lot of people, it's the first thing they say, oh, I fell asleep in parliament, he's an idiot. Yeah. But I would fall asleep in parliament if, I mean, if it was some weird speech that about sure. nothing. That they just. But it's also not your job to be awake yeah. in parliament. Like if your job mm. is to sit there and be engaged in yeah. your fucking career, you'll do it. <laughs> That's his job. He's, like, he's got narcolepsy or something like that. Is that what he said? Yeah. Apparently, <laughs> oh, okay. maybe he just had a really big lunch <laughs> and he was just really tired maybe. and he just had to drift off. I work with someone with narcolepsy. 
um, and it's so fucking funny. Really? They, 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 I feel so they, bad. A comedian? For them. No, no, no. They're a, they work in production on the feed, and uh, oh, I yeah. feel bad for them. But that would just be the best excuse for anything. Sorry. So, hey, why didn't you get the job done today? Like you promised. Narcolepsy. Uh, yeah. Sleep. My narcolepsy kicked in. Sorry. Or just when you don't want to talk to someone anymore, just. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, man, I know you don't have narcolepsy. Stop oh, that. No, no, no. It was the narcolepsy. It just kicked in. I was talking to a guy the other day who has it, and uh, he's a motorbike rider. Oh, brother. Like, wouldn't that be one of the things mm. that you should just not be allowed to do? Drive a car or yeah. be a motorbike rider if you've got narcolepsy. And he's he's had his worst accident was when he fell asleep riding his motorbike and went off the road. Surely it was on a long drive, though. It's not like he just kicked in when he was driving to the shops or something. Yeah, no, like he's on, on like a Sydney, Melbourne yeah, ride that's, or something like that. But why, why would you put yourself in that? Uh, you wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't, and he shouldn't. <laughs> I'm worried about him. I am too. Maybe I'm really worried about him. We should call him and see if he's okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm freaking out about your friend. He's, that's dangerous. Hey, um, we got to talk about uh, your show last night. Mm. Like... In Brisbane, it was the worst thunderstorm that we've had in like 20 years. It's just crazy. Yeah. So no one's going to go out for a start. Yeah. And it's the biggest terrorist attack that's happened probably in about that long as well. And yeah. How do you get up on stage when all that shit is going against you? And you had a 9.45 show. I know. It's so late. Go, hey, let's try to be funny. Especially in, uh, in Brisbane, 9.45 is late mm. on a Friday night, especially, you know. And yeah, you're right. Tropical storm. Yeah. Um, huge terror attack in Christchurch that earlier that day, 9.45. Um, I guess I just put myself in the position of people who are there and I think they want to laugh. That's all they want. Mm. I think a lot of comics, and I've been guilty of this in the past, really think that you need to get up and make a statement about the world or mm. speak on behalf of your generation or say something important and meaningful. And in the last year or two, I've started realizing, no, people just really want to laugh mm. and that is connection enough. They want to switch off from the outside yeah. world, just connect to you. What's this guy got to say? I there's need to stop thinking about all that and crap. And there's something like quite um, beautiful or fun about everyone in a room agreeing that something is ridiculous and funny and laughing at that, that's connection. That makes people feel united in a way, um, especially in times when it's very easy to feel disparate from each other. So my job, as I see it, is to be as stupid and ridiculous and inessential as possible in order to make people feel good and connected as a community. So how's this guy? Listen to the random shit that he's coming up with. Yeah, that's weird. Or yeah, that is ridiculous. That's it. I don't have any grand points. I think I used to try to make grand points mm. all the time. But mind you, I am talking a little bit about Nazis in this show. So, <laughs> so, oh, really? Yeah, so there uh, is a little bit of Nazi talk. Nazis with anti-gravity on another planet? Or? I might add that. Mm. I might steal that from this podcast and add that into bit my of, show. Bit of Fraser Anning being <laughs> a Nazi from another planet? I think people might forget about Fraser Anning in the next year or so. so. I think that guy's going to disappear real quick. Yeah, big time. So I'm going to try not to talk about him. But I like the idea of the um, that they put anti-gravity technology onto submarines. Mm. I think that's very cool. It makes sense. Yeah. I wonder if the sonar works in space. It goes, boom. Yep, there's an asteroid over there. Boom. Avoid that. Planet. Yeah. Because they haven't got like a windscreen. They can go, we're going to no, go that way. just got that periscope. It's actually not ideal for space travel, really. You need to be able to see. I've seen Star Wars. I've seen Guardians of the Galaxy. You need to be able to see 
a big windscreen sort of vibe out the front. You got to see that travel. shit. It's bizarre. You got to have a look, dude. Hey, so uh, what's it like out of there on the road being a stand-up comic? I mean, you you've played all the comedy festivals around Australia. Mm. So essentially, most of the year you're on the road. Most of the year, um, I was a lot more until I started working on the feed. Now I spend most of my time in Sydney on that show and I'm only kind of away in bits and pieces throughout the year. Are you sleeping in dodgy hotel rooms and, it's a lot a, of that. and crappy food? or is it, is it really as bad as you'd imagine <laughs> or is it they look after you? Oh, it depends, man. I've really started taking um, good care of myself food-wise and health-wise in the last few years. Mm. Wanting to go, I go to the gym all the time and eat well because I know it's so easy to just have a late night shitty McDonald's or something after a gig and then mm. sleep till five in the afternoon and then get up and do your gig. It's so easy to get into that lazy routine. Um, but it's pretty good, man. A lot of shitty hotels. You're right on that. Mm. A lot of really. Where they get you staying in Brisbane? Um, I'm in a good Airbnb here. Oh, Me and um, in Airbnb. Yeah, I'm in cool. the Airbnb. Me and my buddy Becky Lucas are splitting an Airbnb. Nice. And um, it's pretty nice. Right She's a Pellas. funny chick. She's funny, dude. She's she funny. did so well. She's doing Got great. some big stuff happening. Yeah, she's great. We just made a pilot for the ABC. The oh, wow, cool. Yeah, we um we got a little bit of funding to make a sitcom. So we made we shot a pilot. It aired. It's aired a couple of times. It's on iView. It's called Be Your Own Boss. And right. the idea of it is that the two of us, we wrote it together. We star in it together. We play three different sets of couples in a regional shopping center mm. who all own little small businesses. Mm -hmm. You know when, because you grew up, did you grow up in like a regional area? Uh, I went to regional areas a lot family, Tamworth, and I, yeah, I, sure, I, sure, I sure. lived and worked in Tari for a long time. Yeah, I, yeah, I got yeah. my break on radio. Tari's a perfect example. You know those, yeah. you know how there's always like a shitty strip mall or like a shopping yeah. arcade? Uh -huh. Right. So it's one of those arcades, but we play the owners of each business in it and you kind of flip between each business. One business is a uh, pet shop that doesn't have cages, mm. a cage-free pet shop. Oh, um, another <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be messy. Yeah, it was. We had a lot of animals on set for that day, just kind of climbing all over us and doing whatever the hell they wanted. <laughs> that's it cool. was pretty fun. It was pretty cool, and also extremely unhygienic. I think everyone got sick. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the echo. Whenever the echo's on in town, everyone starts yeah. getting the flu. It's pretty gross. And uh, a couple that own a gym and a couple that own a little um, video shop and stuff like that. Yeah, so it's on uh, It's on iView. It's got Be Your Own Boss. And nice. we're, we're working on a new show at the moment as well, a new um, sitcom. So hopefully... Oh, so that's that actually happening? It's on? Be Your Own Boss pilot? is probably not going to go ahead to series, but we've gotten a little bit of funding to write another sitcom that we've been working on for a little while so yeah we could hopefully that one gets to go ahead and so like network that. tv funding or is it like a grant and again abc are the only real people that are um mm. making original comedy content at the moment oh, really so yeah so okay. they've given us a little bit of funding and they're they're cool people we, we work with them quite a bit so yeah that's cool man yeah, it's cool well, good luck with that dude hope it's funny that, that's amazing hope people like it you deserve it thank you so and much and when are you going to head overseas um Right do, after do the podcast. comedy thing over there. I want to go to the at the end of the year. I'd like to go over and start doing that. I've never really done it, you know. Mm. I've gone on lots of holidays, but I've never done comedy over there. Mm. But I think at the end of the year, I'm going to start getting out there. You, your uh, partner has a green card, yeah. Yeah, man. Could I marry her? Uh, after I have and got my green card, yeah, sure. I'm sure that right, we, we could come to some sort of agreement. <laughs> I think she'd be fine with it. Can only ask her. I'll ask her. I'll do the honourable thing. You can ask her I'd now. I'll just play first. a video. Okay. Um, what's her name? Bianca. 
Bianca, um, will you marry me for career convenience reasons, please? Why wouldn't she? With a proposal like that. That's amazing. <laughs> well, buddy, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, dude. I think we covered a lot of stuff. We went there. I don't know if there's anything else that we, we, we said that we'd talk about that we needed to talk about. No, I think we did everything you can think of. We talked about Nazis in space. Mm. That's yeah. as extreme as a podcast can yeah. go. Any longer, I probably have to start paying you, so I should get you the fuck out of here. Get me out of here. Thank you, Cameron James. Thanks, dude. Good luck on the tour. Where, where can people find you? Um, I'm online. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at I am Cameron James. Becky Lucas and I have a podcast called A Bit of This and A Bit of That. And if you like other podcasts, I have one called Finding Drago on ABC. Check that out too. Wicked. What's Finding Drago about? i got to check that it out. It is a mystery podcast you know those shows like serial and mm. stuff like that where you're trying to get to the bottom of a true crime thing yeah right ours is like that but very dumb me and my friend alexi <laughs> we found a fan fiction book that someone had written about the bad guy from rocky four yeah. ivan drago oh yeah love him love i ivan must drago. break you of course he's oh, in the new rocky as well creed big two. time love have creed you seen two. it love creed i haven't two. seen it i want to see it it's so good yeah awesome. so our podcast is us trying to get to the bottom of who wrote this fan fiction book about ivan drago and why and oh. it became a full deep dive into the internet well, you'll have to listen oh, have to, to listen. find out. You have to listen. If you're into big wiki wormholes and deep dives and podcasts and documentaries about Nazis in space, you will like Finding Drago. I'm going to listen to it right that's now. That's my hard sell. That's my next thing. Charlie Clawson and Will Anderson love it. So that's a big Hey, yeah, That's a big one. If they love it, it must be good. <laughs> Thanks so much, Cameron James. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Mike. Have fun out there. Cheers. Cool, dude. Thanks, man. Was that fun? Yeah, that was heaps fun. That was fun. 